and then there was light. All right? So I, I have a couple questions. I'm going to start out the service a little bit different today than what I had in the past. I've got a couple questions for you. Uh, do you think God has a plan for your life? Do you? Yes. Okay. If you think that God has a plan for your life, my next one, do you, do you think that, that God is going to equip you with what it is that you need to fulfill the plan that he has for your life? So, so one, we're going to kind of focus in on that today, and and let's just let me just pray. I just want to pray, and I want to get right into the service. So let's pray, and then we're just going to start reading the Heavenly Father, Lord. I pray right now that you would just, Lord, first of all, just whatever is in our minds, whatever that you have on our hearts or anything, Lord, I pray that right now you would just wipe them to the side, and Lord, I pray that you would just. Um, make us ready to receive your word, Lord, and open up our mind and, and put away the things that we think we know and, and replace them with the things that you know. And Lord, I, I ask you to do that. Prepare us today, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm so excited about this message this morning. I hope you guys are too. So we're going to dive right into it. The, the sermon title you've seen up on the screen is Peace by Peace. And so uh, I actually was kind of a little sneaky on you guys today. So if you, when you guys are following along in your Bible as you're reading through with us the Bible this year, you're going to find out if you have not read your scripture yet today, this morning, guess what's today? So I'm preaching out of what you're going to read today. And, uh, and so we're going to go ahead and dive right in. It's Romans chapter 12. We're going to be reading verses 3 through 8. Uh, and this is Paul, of course, talking. He says, he says, for by grace, for the, or for the, for by the grace given to me, uh, to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with a sober judgment in accordance with faith, with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do all the same function. So in Christ... We, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophecy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's encourage, if it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If, you, if it is giving, then be generous, then give generously. If it's to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. And so we see these, and he's talking about different gifts. And so I really, I'm just going to dive right into this. Um, have you guys noticed something about your bulletin? Anybody, what, what's in your bulletin? Something paper clipped in there. It's got a little puzzle piece. Did anybody not have a puzzle piece this morning? All right. So Jared is going to go around and hand out some puzzle pieces if you're missing one. Now, you're not allowed to swap. I'm watching you. So we got some puzzle pieces. I want you guys to have this. This is my gift to you. Say, Jeff, it's a puzzle piece. I just want to say two things. One, I'm the preacher, and there has to be more to this than just me handing you a puzzle piece. All right? So the kids are handing them out. Thank you so much for that. I want you to know it's a gift. This is my gift from you. Or from you or for you or one of them things. 
you know, and so it's my gift for you. And, and I want to read back in verse six, the first part of it, verse six, it says, uh, you've seen the video this morning showed a gift. A gift isn't worth anything. If I have a gift, if you're giving me a gift and I just put it on the shelf and I never look at it, man, who knows what's in that? And, and every piece that I gave you is a gift. It's a gift. In verse 6, the first part of it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Each one of you were given a puzzle piece. And you guys might have, you guys might have, some of you guys got these early because you came for Sunday school. They could be back on a table in there. And you looked at it and you said, you know what? That's fantastic. And you just kind of set it aside. Conveniently left it somewhere. Right? Uh, you might look at it and say, man, that piece has no value. Pick it back up. It does. Have value. If you do not want your puzzle piece, please give it back to me. Okay? It does have a value. I bought it. I was there. Maybe you look at it, and I've got a blue piece, and there's all kinds of different colors that were in there. You might look at it and go, you know, Jeff, blue's not really my favorite color, and I like, man, I, I don't really like that. I'd like to have a different one. Maybe you look at it and you say, you know what? I'm kind of a corner person. That is like just something right there in the middle. I like, I like the edge or something. You know, I don't like the shape of it. <laughs> I bet a lot of you have been wondering, why is he giving out puzzle pieces? You're looking at it and going, you know, something's got to be more than that, right? Why is he giving out puzzle pieces? You want a truth? Same thing happens when God gives out gifts. See, when you've trusted Jesus as your Savior, God endowed you with gifts. You guys are all pieces of the puzzle. He gave you pieces. It was a gift from him to you. I just asked you at the very beginning of this and said, I'm already so far off my notes you don't even know. I gave you... I gave you this piece and you guys looked at it and you said, maybe it's not no value in everything. And sometimes we look at the gifts that God gives us and we think there's no value to them. But I asked you at the very beginning, I said, do you believe that God has got a purpose for your life? And you guys said, yes. And then I asked you, I said, do you think that God has equipped you with what you need for your life? And you guys all said, yes. See, he's giving you pieces. He's giving you gifts. He's giving you gifts. Do you know the, the, the puzzle pieces that God gave me, the pieces he's given me, do you know I didn't choose them either? I didn't go over to a vending machine and I look over and there's a, the gift of grace and I say, okay, be four, and it falls out. Oh, I want a little grace, right? Maybe it's money, right? Generosity. And I say, oh, I, I need two bags of generosity, right? I can do a lot more. God gives me a lot more, right? And I, but, but I didn't pick the gifts God gave me. See, you know, God knew what was going to happen in my life. He knew how he was going to use me. And he gave me the gifts that I need. He gave me the gifts that I need. Here's the thing. I think I know what I need, but I think I need to trust the one that gives them out because I think he knows better. I think God has a better idea of what's for my life than what I have for my life. Newsflash, I mess up things. I do. 
I think I know, but God does. He knows better than I do. I told you guys in the past, I would not have chose to be a pastor. That was nowhere on my list. Firefighter was on my list. Pastor was not. But yet here I am. God knows. I love teaching. That's a gift God gave me. I love doing it. I do it for my job, too. I had no idea I was going to become a pastor. Huh. Imagine that. God knew, huh? Right? The first thing I want to tell you guys is you need to accept the gift you've been given. Whatever that is, and you might be looking at it and say, listen, Jeff, I don't know what gift I've been given. Why don't you go ask a friend? Ask him, what gift have I been given? I had a, another a sister in Christ, and she was like, well, you know, that's great. I can see the gift you've got. I've seen the gift that you've got. I can see the gift that you've got, but I don't even have a gift. And everybody looked at her and go, huh? If you don't have a gift of hospitality, you don't even know what that is then. Because you are the friendliest person I've ever met in my life. No one, no, Everybody that sees you, you greet them, and they, just, they see your smile, and it's affectionate. That's a gift. It's a gift. Other people would be so scared to death even to say hi to someone. Right? God has given you what you need. Here's the other thing. You could take my gift, but it won't suit you. Because you're not me. You've walked some different lines that I've done. You've done some different paths than I've done and everything. And God says, I know what you need and he's given it to you. See, here's the problem. We look at gifts and we say that my gift is not sufficient. But if I had Jenny's gift, ooh, that would work. I, I can do it. And then we look, oh, but, but, but my brother over Troy, I need his gift. You know, he can play a guitar. I can get a guitar right now, but you won't be happy with it. <laughs> See, I have this, I'm going to confess to you, I have this problem. I like guitars. I really, truly do. I have Jenny, Jenny, bless her heart. Or bless my heart, I guess. She's let me get several, several guitars through the years and everything. And, I, and I'm going to play them. But I can just collect them. So I just finally gave away my last guitar recently. And, and you know what? Because I'm telling you, I don't have the gift on it. It just, you know. But I look at other people and I see that gift. I see people that sing. I think, man, I'd love to be able to sing. But God didn't gift me with that. But you know what I've learned is I'm very happy with what God's given me now. And I've learned that, he's, that he knows better than I do. And I love that. Don't base your value of your gift against someone else's gift because your gift wouldn't work for them. But it'll work for you. So you're valuable. It's a valuable gift you've been given. Or gifts. Maybe you're looking at it right now and you're saying, Jeff, you know, you're talking all about these gifts. But, you know, and I know I can do this, but I don't see why. I don't see the value in it. I don't know why God would give this to me. But I'm going to show you, this is going to make a whole lot more sense as we get through this. It's a gift. It's a gift. Don't struggle. Know that God has given you a precious gift. It's directly from God directly from God. 
See, the next thing I want you to know is, is there's another thing. There's four things I'm going to tell you that, first of all, that it's a gift. But the other next thing I want you to know is I want you to know, want you to know that every piece is part of something bigger. See, I want you to tell me right now, this puzzle piece, what does it make when it's all together? Yeah, I want to know exactly what it makes, though. You, you say it's blue, and I can kind of see some stripes in it, Jeff. Well, yours looks different than that, doesn't it? See, each piece by itself might not seem like much. Even if I put two of them together, it might still not look like a whole lot. But once I start adding those pieces together, I'm starting to see the picture that's going to start unfolding. It's part of something bigger. It's part of something bigger. As that picture starts coming together, watch out. Something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. See, each of our gifts that we've been given are part of a bigger picture. You guys getting this right? It's part of something bigger. It starts playing. Each piece plays off each other. I can take my piece and maybe my piece and Jenny's piece as they fit together. And then my kids' pieces fit in there. And then, then I borrow your piece and stick it in there. And it sits in there. And all of a sudden, they start playing off each other and things start happening. See, when I was a kid, I played with Legos a lot. I had a, my kids, Jonah's over here, he loves Legos too. And, and don't look at it and say, oh, I still like Legos. <laughs> I see a box of possibilities is what I see. We've got, I kid you not, we've got a, probably about a 20-gallon tote of Legos. And, 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 man, I would get them. Sometimes I would separate colors. Sometimes I wouldn't. I'd start putting them all together. And I used to, I'd make cars, I'd make houses, I'd make all kinds of different stuff. You know, you see, when I start putting them all together, it really makes a difference. Do you know what, if, if you take one Lego and you throw it off to the side and you say, well, that Lego is not good for anything. That's not true. Every Lego had a use. You can make it, all of a sudden you look at that one and you think, man, that's a smokestack for a big rig that I'm making or something. Everyone had a piece. Well, that's how God's gifts are. They're like those Legos. There's no gift that's worthless over or one gift that's better than another gift. It's your gift. You might have a piece of puzzle, and I look at mine, and I say, well, mine just happens to be blue. And you're like, well, mine's not as good as blue. That's not true. See, it's part of a bigger picture. It's part of an overall deal that's going to go together. See, in... in our text, if I go back and I want to read verses 4 and 5 for you, and you're like, Jeff, I know the verse is up there, but you haven't read it yet, but I'm going to now, I promise. It says, for each of us has one body and many members, and these members do not have the same function. So in Christ, though, many form one body, each member belongs to each other. We're all part of this together. We're all in this together. By, I can be in this church all by myself, and I'm part of the body of Christ, but I'm missing some appendages. But when you guys are all in here, and we're all serving Christ, I've got some parts. And we're still part of the body. It's not just one me piece. It's all of us are here together. It's all of us together. 
See, Paul in this text is using the body to show us something really important. I look at my body and I think, you know, I look, maybe I look at my hands and I don't like my hands and I think, well, that's not so important. Talk to someone that's missing a hand. You know, you might look at your hair. I know you guys are going to giggle. Go ahead, get it out. And you think, well, hair's not important. I kind of agree. But I guarantee some of you spend a lot of money on hair. Some of us have a job dealing with it, don't we? People come and pay you because there's value in that. They want their hair colored or they want it done or they want it cut. What about the hair that's cut off? What kind of value does that have? Ooh. See, when you separate something from the body, it doesn't have the same value it had once before. So when you cut off the hair, it's not good for anything anymore. Because it, it's not part of the body. See, when you get cut off from us, you're not part of the body. You're not able to be used the way you're supposed to as if you were part of the body. That's why Paul's talking like this. The moment you're cut off, you're no longer useful. That's hard to say. See, each of us was given a piece of a puzzle, and it's critical for the big picture. Have you ever got to a puzzle, and you get down to the last few pieces, and they're gone? That's why you don't buy puzzles at yard sales. And you get all the way down to the very end, and there's some pieces missing, and, and you're looking at it, and you're like, man, I spent all that time, but it's not complete. How does God do that when he starts giving you all the different gifts and you're not using your gifts for God? The picture's not complete. See, you're part of a bigger picture. You're part of a bigger picture. See, God, God didn't give you your peace so you can be proud of what you are and what you do and how you're doing things and you can look and say look at me he gave you your peace so you can give him the glory he gave you the gifts that he's given you so that you can have he can use you and you can look and say it's not by me but it's by the grace of God that he allows me to do that I'll be honest with you, when I was younger, I grew up in church, and I thought one day, I thought, man, if one day I'm going to become a deacon. I've, a, I've, a, I've told you I've never thought the pastor side of things, all right? And I said, when I become a deacon, then I can finally say that I've made it. I have, I have come to the pinnacle of my Christian life. Let me survey all around below me. That was pretty, uh, that was pretty immature. You know what? I was pretty young and pretty immature. And what I've learned is, 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 is the higher that I, that, I, that I walk in what we call the Christian faith, and you might look at it and you say, he's the pastor of the church, he's at the top. But see, that's not how God works. See, the bigger the servant you become, the more people you have over. So as I've tried to climb the ladder, I've really kind of went down underneath it so I have more people that I can help lift up. See, I have to become less and he can become greater. That's why God's giving you the gifts he's giving you. 
That's why Paul said, I have to die daily to myself. Because when I die to myself, I can lift up God. That's why you have your gifts that you have. If you take your gift you have right now, your puzzle piece, and you go home with it, and you just put it in your pocket or you leave it on the dresser, and that's all you have anymore, and you look at it, it's not going to do a lot of good to the rest of the body. But when you take your gift that you have and you, and you jump in and you say, listen, Jeff, I am really good at... And we say, oh, that's fantastic. I, you know, I know just the... I do not know a pastor that does not have someone they can't use. You say, Jeff, I just mow lawns. Hmm. I know some people who can't mow their lawn. What a blessing you could be. You say that, listen, I, I, just, I just do this. God can use it. If he's giving it, you can do it. He's going to equip you with what you want. What are you doing with your pieces? What are you doing with them? See, every piece, every piece of this puzzle has a part to play. It's got a part to play. In verses 6 and 8, it says, We all have different gifts according to the grace that's given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's encouraging, then give encouragement. How many of you can't handle a little encouragement day to day? If it's giving, then give generously. If it's a lead, then do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Showing mercy cheerfully. Ooh, that's tough. See, there's a lot more gifts in the Bible that are mentioned than what Paul mentions here. He goes on and talks about many, many more gifts. This is just a very small amount of it, but it still applies to those ones. See, God has given a... A, just a diversity amount of gifts, just all kinds of different gifts all the way across this church, all the way across all kinds of different churches. And he's given it all together and they're all little pieces and they play a big part in his ministry and what he has. Because here's the fact, if your whole life was meant just to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, then why didn't he just take you to heaven after he did it? See, he's giving you, he, 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 by his grace, he saved you, his mercy. And then what he's done is he's giving you pieces that are going to change your life. He's taking things from your life and he's replacing them with much better. And then when we take those pieces, they do wonderful things. When we start using the gifts he's given, they do wonderful things. See, every believer in Christ is part of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And the gifts you've been given are for His glory so that you can use them with Him. That's what they're for. Imagine a church in which teaches, when teachers are teaching. I want you to imagine a church 
where leaders are leading. I want you to imagine a church where servants are serving. I want you to imagine a church where, where generous people are given. Imagine a church where everybody dis discovered their role in Jesus Christ and they use it. Imagine. They used whatever piece they were given to build something so much bigger and better. Every piece is different, but they're also all important. That's why God did it. Some of the bigger pieces get more attention. Doesn't mean the little pieces don't matter. By the way, there's no such thing as a spare piece. I've worked on a few things and had more parts left over when I got done. We call those spares. I guess I really didn't need those ones, right? But have you ever seen a spare puzzle piece? They all have a purpose, don't they? There are no spare pieces. You are not a spare piece. You're not. You're needed here at FBC Crothersville to, 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 to fulfill the purpose that God's given you. That's what you're needed for. And it's real easy to say, well, I'm going to take my piece and go home. But imagine if you didn't. And you took your piece and you used it for God's glory. If you quit worrying what someone else is going to think or start look, quit looking at other people's pieces that you think are better and just use what God had given you. I had a pastor friend that said, God will never give you more in your life until you're content with what he's already given you. I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true. See, every piece is dependent on the other pieces. Every piece is dependent on other pieces. How many of you have tried to go through life on your own? You've went through life and you said, you know what, I've been hurt too many times for other people, so therefore I don't need anybody else. I'm just going to go through on my own. And you go out and you start treading through it all by yourself and pushing through and you get in the middle of the wilderness and you realize you are alone. And then you think, how did I get here? We can't do that. We can't do that. Every piece is dependent on each other. If you leave and you don't use your gift, you're going to hurt me. You're going to hurt my church. You're not going to fulfill the purpose that God's given you. Because he's given you pieces to the puzzle. See, in verse 5 it says, So in Christ, we though many form one body, and each member belongs to the others. I want to read a quote for you. Tony Evans wrote this. He said, The beauty of the body of Christ is that it needs ears and noses and all sorts of parts. Every member of an orchestra does not play the same instrument, but they all play the same song. Each instrument in the orchestra is needed to fully express the music the conductor's chosen to play. Could you imagine if you go to the 
And it's just Jerusha's drums. That's all they have there. There's nothing else. And you listen, you say, man, the drums sound great, but something's missing. Or you go over there, it's just a, a bass guitar. Mark's over there just pouncing away, and he's going, he's into it, and everybody else is going, Mark, you're, you're great, but something's missing. See, I could be a one-man band, but I'm playing a lot more than one instrument, right? And I'm not real good at all of them. See, the body of Christ operates like a good orchestra. Different parts are doing their work. They're pro producing beautiful music. And they're all playing the same song. See, there's a conductor that's, that's doing all this music in the church. And it's Jesus Christ. He is, the, he is the conductor. He's the one that's orchestrating this, this beautiful, beautiful thing that each one of you are a piece of the puzzle of. It's Jesus Christ. See, there's, there's unity in the music. But the diversity of the instruments is really what makes it beautiful. Each one of us has, has walked a different path in life. Some of us, you might look and say, this person has been blessed in life, and they've lived such a great life, and man, I wish I had their life. And you look at it and say, man, I've had a rough life. And I go and I have a, I'm having a conversation with someone, and, and they look at it and they say, look, dude, you don't even know what I've been through in my life. You guys might not know what I've been through in my life. I was part of a, another church, and one of our guys is a deacon, and he's tattooed all up and everything. He doesn't look like someone you want to run into in a, in a dark alley. And, and so our, we had a group of people that went to Sturges, which is getting ready to happen, and, and they went there. And I'll tell you a sad part. There's a church in that area that when the, all the bikers come in, they go on vacation. Listen to that. The world's coming to their front door and we're going on vacation. See, they had a tent set up there and, and if you came in and you heard the gospel and we got to talk with you and everything, you got a raffle ticket and they gave out a Harley Davidson at the very end of it and everything. You got to share the gospel literally with tens of thousands of people. I would buy the Harley for that, by the way. And there's people lined up donating motorcycles, believe it or not. And, and they get in there, and, and it was funny, some of the guys would go over and try to get this big bikers walking through, and they try to get them to come over, and they won't come. But Wes, he'd walk over and look at him and go, hey, brother, we want to come over. He goes, yeah, man, what's going, what, you, what, what are you going to talk about? And they look at him because he says, he's one of me. And Wes would give him the gospel. You see, that's diversity. That's diversity. And you look at it and you say, well, God can't use me because of my past. I'm saying God's going to use you exactly because of your past. Amen. That's the difference. That's my God. That's right. Listen, church has been throwing away pieces way too long. And we look at it and say that piece isn't as pretty as the other piece. But it matters, guys. I'm telling you, it matters. We've got to get serious about God's kingdom. We've got to get serious about it. My question is, what are you guys going to do with your pieces? 
What are you going to do with what God is giving you? Are you going to go back and, and, and just do what you've been doing with it? Keep it shiny for a rainy day? God is set to use all the different pieces that he's been giving out beyond anything you can imagine. We used to sit around and we talk with a group of friends and, and we, we're all serving Jesus. We're knocking on doors. We're inviting people to church. And we used to always say, what is it that one thing? What is it that one thing that makes one person on fire for the Lord? Can we bottle that? And then give it to someone they trust with. They, 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 they trust Jesus as their Savior. And we give them that bottle here. Take a drink of this and you're going to be on fire for God. Man, I would love it. And then I've had other people that get around people that are in churches and they say that, man, that person's on fire for God, but that'll wear off. You might want to check your place in Christ. Check it. A Sunday school, and te uh, a Sunday school teacher in Boston named Edward Kimball decided to visit all the boys who came to his class to make sure that they knew Christ as their Savior. One of these boys was busy in the back of his uncle's shoe store stocking the inventory. See, his father died from drinking too much whiskey, and, and, then the, and the, when the boy was only four, he was part of a family of eight, reared in poverty by the strong-willed mother, periodically attending school, and as a result of visiting, visit, being visited by the teacher, that at that uncle's shoe store, the boy committed his life to Jesus Christ. Some of you might not know who that is, but that man's D.L. Moody. He would later leave the shoe store and dedicate his life to Jesus Christ and literally got to give the gospel to hundreds of thousands of people before there ever was a PA system to hear them all. Because one person used the gift of teaching that they gave him and loved his, the, these kids enough to say, hey, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Let me tell you about my Savior. And God gave him a gift and he used it mightily. There's someone that recently passed away that you might have heard of. Maybe this name is a little bit bigger. Billy Graham. See, even Billy Graham's conversion can be traced back to the succession of converts that extended from Sunday school teacher uh, in Boston by the name of Edward Kimball. See, Billy Graham came into a relationship with Jesus Christ because someone of this Sunday school teacher led to Jesus Christ, which in turn led him to a relationship with Jesus Christ. There's a song that's out there and it says, I'm going to try to not cry when I say this. It says, the song's called Thank You. And it talks about that we never know what our impact is in the world of Christ, but one day we're going to get in heaven. And we're going to have all kinds of people who are going to walk up and say, thank you for telling me about Jesus Christ. You don't know about this, but I went on the mission field. And because I went on the mission field, I got to go over to this part of the country. And I led, I've led 10,000 people in a relationship with our Savior. And look at them all. It's because you cared about me. You say, Jeff, come on. It just takes one. <laughs> just takes one. Pastor Rick Warren wrote, 
If we can even awaken or unleash a mass of talent or resources, creativity and energy lying dormant in the typical local church, Christianity would explode at an unpredictable rate. Could you imagine? I believe if we unleash, if we unleash our gifts, I believe that, that we're going to have a big problem here at FBC Crothersville. I believe we're going to have a problem. we got a balcony up here that's pretty much empty. I believe we're going to have a problem with where people are going to sit. I believe that we're going to have a problem because there's going to be revival that's going to break out in this town. And here's the problem. It's going to start. It's going to be another big problem because it's going to fall over into Austin. And it's also going to fall over in Seymour and Columbus and all these areas around here. And we're going to have a problem. And everybody's going to want to come here and hear about Jesus Christ. And find out what is it about that little church in Crothersville that's using all the pieces of the puzzle, using all their gifts they've given. I want some of that. See, there's a bigger picture that happens. See, everyone, every gift that you guys have been given is special. It's got a purpose. But you've got to use it. So I have a question for you today. See, when I go home, and I've got a box, and we'll put it back there, and there's some other pieces in there. I'm going to keep my puzzle piece. I'm going to take my puzzle piece, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in my Jeep. I might take another puzzle piece, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that puzzle piece and... And I think I'm going to put it on my, on my desk at the house. Because that way, every time I look at that puzzle piece, I can say that, you know, listen, I'm a part of God's puzzle. I'm part of his, I'm part of his story and the way that he's going to impact this world for Christ. And I know he's, he's endowed me with special gifts and I'm going to use them. I'm going to use those gifts for his glory because I want to see people come into a relationship with my Savior. More than that, I want to see their lives changed. I want to see them love. Like there is no tomorrow. I've had people say that, you know what, if, if you get around the wrong people, they're going to stick on you. I'm the wrong person. My Jesus is going to stick on them. That's how this works. Every piece is a gift. Every piece is part of something bigger. Every piece has a role to play. And every piece is dependent on one another. I can get up here and preach the message of my life, but if there's no one here, what good does it do? I need you. This church needs you. This community needs you. God needs you. He's chosen to use you. See, here, here's the thing. God can just evangelize the whole world. Just speak it. But he's chosen you. Each one of you. And he's given you the gift that you need for him. So my question to you is, what are you going to do with your peace? What are you going to do with it? I'm hoping that later on, if I see a bulletin, it doesn't have a piece stuck in it still where someone looked at it and said, well, that was a great sermon, Jeff, but I'm just going to leave my piece right here. 
You can do that. I'm not going to ever be complete. This church isn't going to be complete. I believe that God is drawing people together in this church because he's getting ready to do. I'm scared to tell you all the things that I think God has told me. I'm telling you, it is, it is scary cool. It is scary cool. I'm telling you, it is going I'm, to, I don't want to scare you. But God is already, oh man, I just see his hands all over things. And listen, as we get closer to the end times, things are going to get worse and worse. But God is going to be drawing his church together. And the gospel is still going to be preached. And he's still going to be pulling people from the fire. Will you complete God's picture? Will you complete his picture? Will you take your gifts that you're giving him and say, today, Jeff, today, I'm going to recommit myself to Jesus Christ. I'm going to recommit to using the pieces that he gave me for his glory. And let's see what happens. Maybe you're here today and you say, that that's great, Jeff, but I don't even know. I've heard of this Jesus but I've never trusted him as my savior. I've got the best news in my life for you. Today, today, you can leave out of here a different person than who you came into. Because Jesus loves you and he wants to come into your life. He wants to change you. He wants to give you gifts. He wants to see you changed. He said, Jeff, how do you know that? Because he did me. He changed me. He made me his. And you're looking there, maybe, maybe you've trusted Christ as your Savior and you haven't been baptized. Man, we can take care of that today too. I'll stick around. Guys, let's be part of God. Let's be part of his picture. You guys come on. Everybody stand up. The band's going to come up here. And, and I just want you to, I want to encourage you today to have a measure of faith and walk forward in Jesus Christ. If you need to do business with Jesus, you can do it at your chair if you're afraid to come up here. Or you can kneel down here. If you kneel down here, I promise someone's going to pray with you. I'll pray with you. Albert will pray with you, right? Amen. Guys, go ahead.